ladies and gentlemen. Pay attention. This is your boy, the coach from the WWE. I would like to welcome you to the very first wrestling podcast in the world to take you on a weekly deep dive in the classic matches along with legends of the squared circle. Enjoy the discussion. Enjoy the back and forth. There's so much to get into. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Payoff. It's true, it's true. The brand new episode of The Payoff. I'm Tom, that's Jeff. Kurt Angle, The Undertaker. Two first ballot Hall of Famers. I'm excited for this match. Um, man, I, I I don't know if we know how good Kurt Angle was. And, and I think somehow I, I think he's underrated. And I think his time off from WWE and what could have been, um, man, I just think this guy, he's a great talent. He's a Hall of Famer. But I think he could have been like a – top 10 maybe even top five ish of all time um had he not had the interruption in his wwe tenure jeff yeah i i think it's just especially when we were seeing him we didn't realize just how good he was like yeah. it's in whatever it may have been. And now that we can look back and we know the type of athlete he was, it is like, it's just, it's almost incredible. And I think not only just his own ability, but it's, we're going to see his ability to get a good match out of anybody. Like he's that type of guy right now, you know, he's like an, almost like an AJ style, just put him with anybody and you're going to have a good match. And so, um, haven't seen this one in a long time, so I am excited to go back and watch this one. Cool, me too. Let's get right into the build. Oh, it's time for the build. So this originally started out as a in-your-house pay-per-view, if you can believe that, um, way back when, uh, February of 1998, and then it became a uh, regular pay-per-view. This is February 19th, 2006. We're at the Baltimore. Uh, we're in Baltimore at the first Mariner arena, uh, 11,000 in attendance by rate of 218,000. So this is that pay-per-view between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Obviously a lot of storylines to set up a lot of stuff to do. Um, this was just a SmackDown only pay-per-view. And again, we've, talked about how rough those were you're asking 30 40 dollars for i mean a b show obviously yep. you're only getting the talent from half the roster right and you know in the case of smackdown the weaker half of the roster so you'll see this show i mean it's just it's tough man um cruiserweight open uh, 10 minutes, uh, Gregory Helms is going to defeat Kendrick, Funaki, Kid Cash, Nunzio, Paul London, Psychosis, Scotty Tuhati, and Super Crazy. actually love all those guys. So there's a lot of talent there, but that was the cruiserweight division. That was probably the entire division. JBL is going to defeat Bobby Lashley in 10 minutes. 
Matt Hardy and Tatanka are going to defeat uh, Joey Mercury and Johnny Nitro. I mean, pause. Like, how bad is this? Oof, that, that... All nice guys, all talented guys, but are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, Chris Benoit is going to win the U.S. championship against Booker T in 18 minutes. Randy Orton is going to defeat Rey Mysterio. That was to determine the number one contenders match for the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania 22. And Kurt Angle and The Undertaker are going to wrestle for the World Heavyweight Championship. Just, I mean, just a brutal show, man. Again, fine show. I'm sure this main event's going to be awesome, but it's like, oh, that's it. That's what you went to the arena for. That's what you paid $40 for. It's it's almost weird because, like, the card itself doesn't give a lot to it. I'll say the build itself doesn't give a lot to it. Like, it really just, like like you said, it's just like a, okay, no way out, like a random paper taking place in, you know, mid-February, like, whatever, you know? And so it did fall into that weird time frame, too, of, like, what we talked about here. This was when, so... I even get here felt a little weird. So um the Royal Rumble previous as you actually had Angle defeating Mark Henry to retain the championship. But after the match was over, Undertaker you know wanted or challenge to angle at this point. And so yeah, really it's, it's, I mean, I'm gonna describe it and never and be like, oh yeah, this was the time frame where we had like the Back forth, uh, like the wrestler, you know, they you know get each other fade, and then someone gets interferes, and then you 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 cap it off with the tag match, and that's exactly what happened here with these guys. Uh, first, you had Angle accepting the offer, um, but then you had uh, Menem, which we all know is um, Mercury Nitro Molina interfering with uh, you know these uh, match between um, Undertaker and Mark Henry, and those guys having a match. And then you had Undertaker being saved after being attacked by Eminem and Henry and actually Davari too. And then of course, like on SmackDown the next week, then you have T- Teddy Long uh, doing what he does and making the match of, it was a Cantu handicap match of the Undertaker and Angle taking out Eminem and Mark Henry. And then, Again, you had the two of them beating them after he got any nitro, like, and submit to the ankle lock. So, it, like, I get it. Like, it make it at the time it makes sense. Like, it's just this is the match that you know this is what we they wanted to give us. That's fine. The build was really weird. Like I said, we got the random tag match beforehand with these guys. Can they get along? Like, you know, we can all hear it. Like, and so they obviously did get along, and we got to this match for now. That like that's that's kind of it. Like, there wasn't a whole lot. Like, it was very quickly. Taker challenging for the title, and then they have a, ta- a, a little back and forth, match here and there, um, a tag match, and we get this match. It's kind of almost came out of nowhere in regards to what we got from it, but we'll watch it and then talk about it after the fact. Yeah, I, I, I just I, – I wish there was more to it. I agree. Yep. There's, but I guess – I. Let's get into it. Let's do this. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we will. All right. So 
we are at the two hour and 15 minute mark of No Way Out 2006. Two hours, 15 minutes. Jeff, are you ready? Both guys in the ring. Let's do it. All right. It's time for the payoff. Oh, it's time for the payoff. Right, here we go. The Phenom, the Undertaker. Champion, the gloves on, all black. Nick Patrick assigned to this championship match. Nick that's Patrick's what it's all about, baby, right there. The gold belt. You're in the wrong game. Nick Patrick. Great looking belt. Didn't love the SmackDown uh, wrestling. Uh, we mentioned Angle. Here we go. Here we go. I like just the quickness of Kurt Angle. Undertaker going right on the attack early on. You're right about what you say about the striker versus, you know, grapple wrestler type thing. But let's not mistake here. The Undertaker is very well versed in submission. We've seen. So I, it's interesting because I, so we'll talk about this one. Like the the build was almost so like underwhelming that we shouldn't get the match that we're about to get. Like you know, it's it, it's been a while since I've seen it. It's going to be a good match. Like, but also like you feel like it just did no justice to itself. And even we're not. I feel like we don't sound excited about it not because we aren't, but because like. There's there's really nothing to be excited about in the lead up to this. Yeah, there was just a lot of that in this era of just putting guys together and we got to fill TV time versus, you know, compelling storylines. I mean, even even bad storylines are still storylines, right? So you sit there and you say, oh, well, the story to this is Kurt Angle was, uh, you know, stalking uh you know uh taker's wife oh that's a stupid storyline but at least it's a storyline right at least they're trying i just you know hey we need to have a matchup and you two are going to wrestle you know that's what i like i'd rather you swing for the fences with stories and if they're hokey or weird or bad so be it at least you try we still talk about shitty stories to this day you know we look at them you know kind of fondly and so at least there was something there you know, a couple weeks ago, we covered the the taker and ascending to the heavens and the casket match. And we're still talking about it. We still remember it. So well, how yeah. bad could it really be? Well, and it's I think it speaks to the like the, the can they get along storyline, if you can even call it a storyline. But the, the can they get along angle is just not a thing. And we don't remember a lot of those because it wasn't a good thing to do um like you see even if you fail and there have been some failed stuff like you know over the uh, you know the road is littered with it type thing that you know we still that's fine they tried it it didn't work we'll call it the worst segment ever and move on but just to have like okay like whatever like all right yeah well, well he's gonna challenge him and they're gonna have you know, the pps fighting with and they're gonna have a match and then oh well, we got to tag him up like i remember even at the time it was like and we joke about it now because we know it was so overused and so overdone it's like the can they coexist like 
think it's part of the like the, you know the survivor series dilemma too is no stakes to that like i don't give a shit if like you know that smackdown brand is better than the raw brand They're like who cares like i don't care if these two can get along like i want to see these two wrestle like that's what i want and so i think that just trying to to find the best way to do that it's just it's hard and so i will say like angles moving incredible he looks like a million bucks takers moving pretty felt too here he goes looks like he's about to go walk the ropes yep and so um you know still doing that as well too looking great doing it yep fantastic and so uh takers moving real well too so i will like at least in that aspect like well i'm sure these guys are hurt as hell like they still they look like a million bucks out there with what they're kind of doing already and kind of nice little act taker kind of getting a lot of offense in on angle early here did you uh did you catch and i'm, and I'm bringing this up because these guys are both kind of retired but maybe we get another match from them who knows um, did you happen to catch what they did for uh, Jamie Noble? Wasn't it a house show thing or something? Yeah, so he he grew up in West Virginia. There was a house show in West Virginia, and he he wrestled. I think it was the first time in like ten or twelve years or something. And he said it was his last match. And I think he I don't know pinned Sami Zayn or whatever, or maybe uh, Solo Sequoia. But like, um, I loved it. I thought that was like an interesting blueprint. You know, it's like. There's a lot of guys that never had a last match and mm-hmm. not everyone's going to be Ric Flair and have the Ric Flair last match. Not everyone's going to have a WrestleMania send off, but I thought that was like a really happy medium of like, Hey, I want to have one more match. Great. Then pick your hometown and we'll let you main event a, a, um, a house show. Like, dude, that, I mean, you know, he still got it on film and there were, you know, 8,000 or whatever people there and they were super into it. And, you know, the guys kind of congratulated him afterwards. I just thought that was a really interesting blueprint for like a final match. Like if it's one of these guys that, you know, we we think highly of like a Hurricane Helms or, you know, a Jamie Noble or someone like that. Great. Yeah. Let's just main event a house show. What's the harm in doing that? And you see that all the time. Like, I think Vince, and especially now in the post Vince era, you're like, that stuff is a little bit more allowed. Um, I know with, yeah, I think it's great. I think the idea of it, you know, why not type thing. It doesn't even, you said main event. I don't even think it has to be a main event. Like let him go open the card and have yeah. his moment, you know, let him, let, let, let him or her, you know, go out there and get in that last moment, you know, and, and who knows like for him, it gets you excited again for it, you know, or maybe it's like, Hey, no, I, I truly know I am done. I'm going to go back to my, you know, whatever other job I have type thing. And so, um, I think that's all. I, I think it's great. Right into your living room with that one, baby. You see that? Holy smokes. Baker just caught angle and threw him in the post. Wow. I think too, is we're, is we're kind of watching this kind of, you know, uh, Triple H era kind of come into itself. I think we're going to see more of this. I know even Nakamura recently came out and said, you know, he did the the, the kind of some of the final matches with the Great Muda, and he had said even himself in an interview that like that would like him being involved in that would have never happened under Vince. Like Vince would not have allowed that. Like um, I think something like that happening would have never 
been allowed. I think there was still even to, to your point about this and the retire, you know, kind of having that last moment. I think even when Vince wasn't at house shows, I think there were still a lot of rules about the house shows, what they were and weren't supposed to do. And like, you know, unwritten, like, Hey, the boss is still watching type thing. Cause they still recorded all those, you know, they still, there was always weather, it didn't have to be Madison square garden for footage of those things to get out. Like, but you did something you weren't supposed to do or wasn't fully like, yeah, they got a little bit of leeway, but you did something you're supposed to do. And that was it. And so I think maybe we'll start to see some more of these kind of, you know, branches and opportunities for people um, like something like that of, hey, let them go out and have a 10 minute what tag team match. No, it's not hurting anybody, you know. Um, and I think it's just like you said, I think it's a real cool opportunity, especially like a hometown guy. Like, you know, why would you want um you know, something like that to happen, especially, you know, if you have family and stuff like that. Like, I know as for as much as I shit on Goldberg, I know a big reason he came back was because of his kids and he wanted his kids to see him out there and what he can do. That's got to mean something for some of these guys, too, of like, you know, as much as they're on the road, as much as they beat up their bodies, like, you know, when they get into that next stage of their lives and they have kids, you know, maybe their kid is seven, eight and they've never seen him wrestle. But like, hey, look at what daddy and mommy can go do. Like, you know, I think that like it extends beyond just the individual in the ring, which I think is really cool. Great shot think- from Angle, kind of working the big man down. Yep, go ahead, sorry. What do you what do you think Vince McMahon's doing right now? You know, okay. So my wife and I had this thought the other day because we were watching uh uh or uh Master Chef, and like you ever think like Gordon Ramsay is just on the couch and is like, you know what, I'm just gonna go out on my pajamas and go through the drive-thru. Like that doesn't happen. And I don't like Vince, I'm I'm the same boat. Like that guy, like I don't know what he could possibly be doing. Like he doesn't like just go get in the car and is like, I'm going to go to Target. Like, I'm you know, fa- like I'm any sense of- by the thought of this. I have no idea. I agree. Right. And it's the thing. It's like, it's not like they could just go to the store. It's not like, you know, he can just do anything like, you know, we, the constant rumors of the, I, I'm sure like he's busy. It's got to be busy. I don't know with what, but like, I don't see him sitting around maybe during the holidays. Like I wonder, like, I'm sure they spent the holidays together with the family, Like, you know, but I don't like, I don't see Vince hosting it, uh, sitting at the head of the table, carving a ham for, you know, Triple H and Stephanie and Linda. Like, it's not happening. Like, and so I don't even know Well, I say with family. I don't even know what their holidays look like. Do they just like, you know, do Triple H and Stephanie, like, you know, get in the in the plane from Connecticut? Or like, I don't even know where Vince's houses are. But like, you know, does the limo take them over and they spend a couple hours at grandpa's? Like, I just like... it's a great question because, like, your brain goes to so many weird places of, like, what is this man that's been doing this for as long as he has do with his life now that it was gone and overnight? Yeah. I mean, it's it's just it, it's just fascinating. Is like, he just working the finances? Like, who knows, man? I, 
I mean, what what is he doing? Because like even like and and I you know I I think a, I think an interesting parallel in a lot of ways a lot of ways is uh, Trump. Well, when Trump lost the election, you know, he started running for re-election and he made speeches and like there was no shortage of things for him to do after the election. But like you you take a guy like Vince right now, what, what does he do? He can't, yeah. he can't be involved in the company. He's not starting another wrestling company. He has no other outside business ventures. He has no hobbies. He's not a, you know, he's not really like a public figure per se. So it's not like he's you know, giving speeches or involved in politics or involved in nonprofits. I mean, like, what does he go and do? You know, any like any politician who loses an election, like they are still involved somehow, some way. Uh, Any CEO that gets fired ends up doing consulting. Like, what the hell is this guy doing? I I think it's fascinating. And it's not like, oh, he's out there playing golf every day. He's never swung a golf club in his life. Yeah, it's comical because I'm because too. I think the the analogy here you could keep running with it. Like Trump, like okay, even if he makes an announcement and then it falls flat, like right, Trump's announcement is a lot bigger. But then like you've got like Vince, like oh he says something that he's, his next venture, and we don't hear anything about it for three four months, and it's like okay, well now what? Like he's not doing anything or he's failing or like, like Trump, like he just, you know, he's golf six days a week. Yeah. You thought like, yeah, Vince, like is he just working out like eight hours a day, like getting up at like, is he sleep? I even like, is he sleeping in an extra hour? Like, cause you would always hear those stories of like, he's in the, like Batista would go to the gym at like 4am and Vince had been in there for an hour and a half. Like, it's just like, is he sleeping in till 530, you know, now? Like, it's just, who knows? So it's kind of an interesting show. He got the ankle walk on the outside because he caught uh, wow. his legs. He might have just shattered the ankle. Again, back to the ankle. Again, back to the ankle. That is the bad leg. That is the bad leg of the Undertaker. Holy the one angle's been working out all night long. Everybody's on their feet, too. I don't know if you noticed that. I don't. Like nobody has sat down since the start of this match, so they're definitely invested at least in that aspect of it. It's 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 interesting, um, but I think this era, you know, I, I think about like the early to mid '90s. You know, you'll hear Bruce Pritchard says it a lot, but you'll hear other people say it too, where they'll say, "Oh, the business is cyclical," like is an excuse for like to me, it's an excuse, but like. I'm like, no, you, there were times where you had no stars or your storyline sucked. It's like, oh, well, you know, 1992, eh, the business is cyclical. No, your booking sucked. Hulk Hogan was nowhere to be found. You weren't able to, you know, turn Ric Flair into a star in New York per se. You know, you were trying to do a youth movement that really wasn't working. Like, spare me the business is cyclical. Your booking is cyclical. Like, yeah. it's not like, oh, well, you know, TV shows are cyclical. No, good TV shows have high ratings from the time they start to the time they end, right? So I, the cyclical thing I just think is bullshit. Maybe you can argue, like, throughout the calendar year, hey, it's tougher during Monday Night Football. I can buy that. But to say like, oh, well, we're like, there's going to be times where we have good years and bad years. 
well, if you have great booking, you're gonna, the next 10 years are all going to kick ass for you. So I don't, I don't know. I just think there's times where the booking, and, and again, this is, I do put it on Vince, where like the booking sucked. Well, and I think even to your football argument, here's the thing. Like, okay, it's cyclical. Football happens every year. So like figure it out. Like you can't blame football every year for if you have a bad ratings week. Like it's just going to happen. I, I Here's the other thing too. I saw like a number the other day was like, you know, one of those SmackDown did one uh, was one of the, the, you know, have one of its lowest ratings in months, but also it's a, but it was still in the top five cable programming. So like, it's not just always WWE either. And so I think you have to take it outside of that bowl too. And so that's why I kind of stopped reading the whole lowest ratings or pulls its biggest number, because if you don't like, we don't read TV ratings, so we don't know how that works and demographics and all this other stuff. Like they're watching it minute by minute, hour by hour. They know everything, what's happening, what's working, what's not. But like, there are some of this stuff that like, we just don't, we're just not built to understand it. And so I think that, yeah, this is one of those where if you're just putting on a good program, it shouldn't matter. Like ever people will watch it. People will hear about it. Like, you know, even there's like, I, the, uh, Sol Ruka, the new girl down at, uh, NXT, like she had a crazy finisher where it's like a twisting, like RKO off the top rope. And like, I don't watch NXT much anymore, but like if something cool happens, you hear about it. And so, um, yeah. So I I'm like with you of just like kind of putting this, like, you know, blame it all you want on the cyclical of it. Like at the same time, like you've also had one of the, you had one of the longest running television shows ever. And so to say, well, you know, there's nuances about this and that it's like, you know, what's going to happen. Like, don't like, don't bullshit the bullshitter here. Yeah. These guys are working hard here. You've had angle work in the leg of undertaker undertaker selling that you've had, Angle is trying to do everything he can to continue to do that. Uh, Taker now trying to get he's, – he's been working the outside a lot with Angle and trying to work him there. So it looks like – oh, we're maybe about to lose us. Not yet. I thought we were going to lose a Spanish announce table. Um, main event on a WWE pay-per-view, and we still haven't lost a Spanish announce table. That's weird. Okay. So unless we reset it up, we don't know. Um, but Taker just kind of real stiff shots. That, oh, man, real stiff. Uh, to angle on the outside here. Oh, man, we're gonna lose the regular announce table. Here comes your yeah. Here comes your announce table. Who I heard Michael Cole. I see Taz. Uh, yep. There we go. Hey, you guys beat the shit out of each other. But do you see? Yeah, this is a good. We were talking about this a few weeks ago, though. But do you see what I mean when you compare this to a WCW main event? Like no, yep. no one Absolutely. did this during did did during WCW. Right. This yep. is how every WWE main event is. Like guys, like stiff, twenty minute. Oh, there you go. And it goes yep. through the table. Holy Everything he had to get it off. Yep. Point 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 out one WCW match to me that looks like this. Two well great athletes beating the shit out of each other, stiff 30 minute match with the crowd on their feet. Well, when the Hulkster is your main event every time, it's hard to do it, you know? But when Hulk Hogan came back to WWE, he did it with The Rock, okay? He still had it in him. 
It doesn't, I'm, but you understand what I'm saying. Like, you never saw matches like that. Yep. But this is just fantastic. It's a hell of a match, dude. Angle slam. Yep. There we go. I'm taking it up. This is no DQ as well, too. We do have the ref counting at this point. So the Undertaker does have to get back into the ring at some point here. Oh, I never heard that on the network before. Did you hear? Did you catch that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that was interesting. Beeped out, beeped out angle. So angle's calling him off. He was almost at the 10 count and then told him to stop because he wants to get one, two, three. God, angle was good, man. I I, I said it earlier. I say it all the time. I'm going to say it again. Man, if we could have just gotten him to go to rehab in WWE, stay in there. Oh, what could have been? Oh. Looks like he landed on his neck on that thing. Yeah, that looks crazy. We're breaking barriers. We're breaking tables. We're all over the place. Yep. Into the steel step there. Yeah, painful. Just brutal, man. Why don't we ask it every time we have an angle match? Are we going to see another angle match? Another angle match or Undertaker? Uh, Might as well do both. We're here. Sure. I want to say like angle more than Taker. Yeah. Yeah, I think think angle for sure. And I think angle is more likely to have a match versus like some kind of cinematic something. So Taker on the top rope, Angle interrupts it. Uh, man, this is this is. Uh, I think it's a really good match, man. I don't think the fans have sat down once. I, oh. I think, oh, at least with their on the hard cam side, they are spending the whole time. Look at this, Undertaker with the right hands to the ribs. Got out of it. Angle down. Look at those eyes, Cole. Look at the dead man. Both these at. Taz was so good on commentary. Yeah, very good. Oh. So Taker had pushed Angle off when he was going for a suplex. But then Angle ran back up real quick. And it wasn't even a full suplex. Just kind of a, like body tossed the Taker off the top rope. It's a shame too because you know you look at I mean Taker just looks fantastic in this match and not to not to get ahead of ourselves but you know the following pay per view you're going to get him and uh, Mark Henry in a casket match right which is a shame I just felt like there was and I don't know who the right guy was but just felt like there was a better it, story to be told it's just one of the it's hard yeah it's hard to 
they just weren't telling the stories then. Yeah, absolutely. Not at all. The champion back to his feet. Go! Hands around the neck. Cut out of trouble. Here we go. Went for the choke slam. Beautiful. Into the ankle. Watch out. What a counter. What a counter. What a counter. What a counter. Just like, wow. Look out. Just however far we're in at this point, and he is like almost 20 minutes, and Angle's moving like the match just started. Look at him working oh, yeah. Taker's leg, like just stepping over. I mean, it's a wrestling background, but like you still got to have the instinct to know what we're doing here. Like that's just amazing. Yeah, other than if he wasn't sweating profusely, you'd never know. I mean, he's not like right. Yeah, how would you know? The machine. Didn't it's they call him that one point a wrestling machine? Yep. But Taker gets a submission locked in too now. Like, yep, just great wrestling. Now, great mat wrestling from both these guys. Yep. I guess what did we expect though? You know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I. This is even better than I thought. Right back to the ankle lock. So what's your like on a on a regular basis? Like, how much wrestling news are you like? Um, human? I mean, are you are you trying to learn as much as you possibly can? Are you trying to avoid spoilers? I feel like this time of year, you and I both do a oh, gigantic choke slam. My God, he had about eight feet in the air. Um, uh, this time of year, I usually try and go on a little bit more blackout. I think you and I both do that, especially on the road WrestleMania. Um, we we try and avoid as much as hearing about as much as possible. I would try and do it those couple of weeks leading up to Royal Rumble as well, too. Of I just don't want to... I don't want to know. Like the, the, I want to be surprised, too. I want to know what's happening. I think that um, I will... Uh, I only anymore. I'm only checking one or two sites and Reddit. Um, Reddit will usually give me like you know everybody's got an opinion on Reddit, but um, if there's like something crazy that happens in a match, I'll see that or you know. But um, for the most part, in regards to like the behind the scenes news, like right now, like even I th- I would say even in general, I wasn't reading a whole lot because it's just it gets tiring for one. Like it just you know, and part of it is. Uh, I, I will check it some mornings, like after a Raw or, um, you know, like a Saturday morning or even a Wednesday or excuse me, a Thursday morning just to see like, usually if there's like one headline written about like Raw from the night or the show from the night before, I'll be like, okay, it was a fine show, but there wasn't like, there obviously wasn't a whole lot that the, the dirt sheets felt a lot, not even the dirt sheets, just the, the report sites felt a lot to write about. Um, and so, but if it was like three or four, I was like, okay, maybe I should check it. And anymore, like, I'm just, <sighs> I'm too busy with other stuff to, to follow up too much on some of that. But also this time of year on the road to WrestleMania, like 
dazzle me you know let's give me the spectacle give me the greatest show on earth like i, I want to see it happen and i want to be just as surprised as everybody else and like i always enjoy like because my buddies and i over like, during covid would set up like the the zoom and we'd all kind of watch together from home and then so you know somebody would inevitably be like oh like i read that this was going to happen and i'm guilty of that too sometimes but be more like uh, a good surprise like i would rather like this time of year i'd rather just let it happen like give it to me out of out of the blue yeah i'm 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 just i'm i'm kind of less and less these days i just i want to just be entertained uh, and you and I are not reporters too, but I think you, know, you and I have had this conversation before too. Uh, a lot of these sites, it is way too much filler. What like creating a headline out of a tweet that somebody tweeted and then writing a long article about it is not newsworthy to me. Like that, it is just like yeah. these random. Like, oh, give me the hey. You know, to things you didn't know about so and so. Like, I do appreciate those. Like, remind me of some of that stuff, but also, like, oh, like, you know, Jeff Hardy and Matt Hardy tweeted this, and like, his, you know, his court got pushed back. Like, okay, like, maybe that's a little bit of news too, but then it's like some random, you know, the, the acclaimed raps this week was about it. Let's well, like, and then that's the article. It's like you yeah. will, and, 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 and so many of them too. And you and I talked about a couple in particular. Like it's clickbait. Like it's some of the big names. Like stop. Like you're just you're making yourself terrible. I know. I, and I just like, is it really do me any good for you to report these things? Like, do I even care? Like, I'd kind of rather just watch it on TV. And I don't need the spoilers and stuff. Like, I, I like being surprised. So. Undertaker's shoulders were down. Yeah, there was a yeah, the did. winner of this match by pinfall and still wow. world heavyweight champion. 
Okay. That's surprising. I, I okay. Under, I, the, the part I didn't understand there was like Wait, what, what so, happened. Yeah. He counted three. Like what's that? What? I, I, I don't understand that at all. Okay. You were rolled up. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get Anyways. into the aftermath. Oh, it's time for the aftermath. I, I didn't understand the finish at all. I, I love the match. I thought the match was fantastic. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree with you. I felt like that was God. That was on like that was up there with the Omega match. Like that was like they wrestled hard for that entire time. They go as long, but like there were not spots weren't as crazy. But like that was I, there was I have zero complaints about what just happened in that. Yeah. Why I don't understand why I do the the funky finish like I guess it it, it didn't yeah because it didn't ever pay off. Why not just have Angle beat him and then you're like oh I can't believe you did that I almost beat I I, I don't that's just kind of a cheap finish that's a shame because yeah. that was a great match did not understand Perfect. the finish though yeah just very weird so okay well uh, like we talked about this one on the aftermath what we got here was actually. Um, there's a rematch actually on SmackDown angle defeating um, the Undertaker once again. Um, and then you had Mark and Mark Henry interfering in that match. So, so like you said that is where we end up getting the WrestleMania match between um, Undertaker and Mark Henry, which of course WrestleMania, which of course Undertaker won. Um, but just yeah, like that part of it, just really kind of weird. So um, yeah, I, I, it's just, Sure, I guess, like you said, like it, the whole part of why you had to do it that way doesn't make a ton of sense. And then, of course, um, <clears throat> it, you know, kind of going on with that. And then Rey Mysterio actually beating as well Randy Orton and Kurt Angle for the World Heavyweight Championship at that WrestleMania. So just kind of all, it's the best way, way to do it. But like the match itself, though, like, my God, like, how do you, like, it's one of those you don't want to overlook it. It's so good. And so PWI, this should not surprise anybody, but Kurt Angle was number two um, this year in 2006 with The Undertaker coming in at 59. Uh, Pro Wrestling Torch on this one. We got write-ups from everybody. Excellent pay-per-view main event backed by one of The Undertaker's best performances of his career. The wrestling was state-of-the-art by WWE's main event heavyweight standards. Four and a half stars from The Torch on this one. Observer newsletter. Okay, that turned into a damn incredible match, and both of these guys deserve all of the credit in the world. Taker helped him to his feet afterwards, but then stared him down and warned him that he had his number. I'm totally fine with a rematch. Four and a quarter stars. So four and a half, four and a quarter. Tom, where you at? I oh man, I, I really like that a lot. I'm gonna give it an eight and a half. Okay. I, I mean, I. What's your name? You got a reason, or just that you're going? Yeah, back? I mean, yeah. no, no. It's just, it's just a great, a great match. Um, you know, not a major build or aftermath. Uh, it just was kind of there. So if there were some bigger, you know, a bigger story attached to it, and it meant more, and it wasn't on a B show, I mean, I, I think you'd be talking about that match even more. I mean. 
you know, I, I say this a lot, but put that on the WrestleMania card a month later, WrestleMania 22, and you have yourself a, a, a classic match. So, yeah, I, that's the only reason I don't have it higher. But I, I thought it was phenomenal. And, I mean, it shows you how good Taker was late in his career. Um, it shows you – I mean, it shows you a lot. It shows you how good Angle was. I mean, and what could have been with Angle. So, I loved it, man. Again, my you, you heard my only knock on it. But what a great match. Yeah, absolutely. Really good stuff. So uh, I'm, I personally, I'm going to put it in eight and a half as well. I think it was just uh, phenomenal in regards to in the ring. I think it only, it gets knocked down because it just, they did such poor job for and after telling a story and what they wanted to do and like just not great there. But I think overall the in-ring performance is one that I think if you haven't watched that match in a while, Go back and watch that match because that was very, very good wrestling and very, very good product in the ring. So, yeah. Loved it. That was that was a, that was a, a really, really good match. Very uh, surprisingly good. I wasn't expecting it. That was, uh, we've had two good in a row here now. This, this was, yeah, I, again, uh, even from the write-up, I would have thought, wow, like how did we get a four-and-a-half-star match on what all this other crap we were dealing with because we didn't even say it like looking at the card itself like two half point seven five one point seven five like three point seven five like it the, like you know it would it would have been hard to say hey we're gonna get this match but that's exactly what we did and it was absolutely worth it loved it well you you've set the bar high over the past ah, a couple months now. A lot of great matches. I, I hope you can continue to deliver. Yeah, hopefully. You know, we've got some big coming up here. Next week, we're actually going to give the women the attention they deserve here. And so uh, more of a recent match here, but we're going to do the NXT, uh, especially with how much the women have been in the news, uh, the four horsewomen. It's time to to kind of watch one of their matches. And so um, – it's one I actually have never seen that match. I know it's always talked about, but it's one that I want to go back and kind of watch. And so, um, and then we've got uh, some, of course, we've talked about a four Kurt Angle. We're going to do another Kurt Angle match coming up against one of my favorite Shinsei Nakamura. Um, and then, of course, it's hard to do a Flair Steamboat. So we got some Flair Steamboat uh, at the end of the month as well, too. And then uh, right into WrestleMania at that point, we got the, I got, God, what am I, I got? I got six WrestleMania matches, seven WrestleMania matches lined up for us. So it's going to be a busy uh a busy triple mania uh season for us uh triple h mania season yep love it all right my man another fun episode for everyone listening we appreciate it we'll see you next week on an all-new episode of the payoff